Welcome once again to Big Game Sports Radio. This is another episode of Warriors Lax Chat. I'm Scott Squires and very pleased to be joined today once again by the head coach of the Mi'kmaq Warriors, members of the East Coast Junior Lacrosse League. This is Coach Brendan Smithson. How are you doing today, Coach? Doing great. How are you doing, Scott? I am doing great. Happy first day of summer as well. Happy National Indigenous Peoples Day. That's a pretty special event. Yes, it's actually, I think, the first year in three years we haven't actually had a game on um, Indigenous Day. So it's um, nice to be able to go out and celebrate for it. So, of course, you guys have had lots going on. A very busy month. I know we've talked about it in the last couple of podcasts, just how important June was going to be for this team in their push to get to the playoffs. And a couple of big games coming up tomorrow and Sunday. But before we get there... We teed it up last week on the podcast, but a huge home-at-home series with the New Brunswick Mavericks. You were up in New Brunswick on the road on Saturday and then turned right back around and had a Sunday afternoon game at Colchester Legion Stadium. Uh, Mixed results for you on the weekend, Coach, but uh, what did you take away from that home-at-home other than the fact you split? Um, overall, um, two great um, efforts by our team. Uh, even on the road, as we said uh, when we started the podcast, that the Mavericks are a different team at home, and uh, our boys really came out hard. We had uh, an unfortunate penalty call against us that uh, I'm not quite agreeing with, but uh, made the call, which had uh, one of our players exit the game and really left us shorthanded on the right side in that game, and um, the offense lost its flow a little bit that we were in. Um, but overall, the boys played an exceptional game up in Moncton. Uh, we were right with them the whole way. Uh, it just seemed at the end there um, a couple penalties that they were able to take advantage of, and we weren't able to take advantage of our power play situation, um, and they extended the lead a little bit that we were um, unable to kind of uh, come back in that one. But overall, it was a very solid game and a good effort by our boys. And one of the things we talked about, though, in the dressing room following the game was, you know, we had a really strong and a great effort. Nobody can complain about the effort that they put in. But if we're trying to make the playoffs and make a playoff run, is that we got to be better than good. And uh, we needed them. Our playoffs were on the line on Sunday, and we needed them to step up. So that was the message we sent to them after the game. You know, it was a great game. Everybody's very proud of the way you played. But we need to find that next gear if we're able to uh, take some of these teams. Because I can tell you in that game on Saturday, the Mavericks knew what was on the line, and they knew they needed a win. Um, And so they came on extremely hard uh, and played extremely well, Um, which our team did as well. It was one of the – better games I had seen on the year, and uh, both teams came out with a strong effort. Unfortunately, we weren't able to pull that one out, but um, lucky for us, we, we turned it around very quickly as we came back home on Sunday, and um, our boys took that next step in that game. It was probably the most exciting game in the league this year. Um, final was 14, 15-14 uh, uh, for us. Um, we came out really firing in that one and got up 4 nothing. Um, you could see it in the boys that they, they knew what was on the line and really believed in themselves, and, and it was the first time in a while we've seen that. And uh, they just were not going to take no for an answer. They were all over the loose balls, playing an extremely strong game, um, and then they followed up with uh, some amazing second and third periods, and, and there was no doubt in my mind that uh, walking out for the third period, after seeing them in the dressing room, that they were, they were going to be the difference in this game, and, and they really brought it in the third. Well, just looking at uh, the social media posts on the weekend, especially on Sunday, because I was following along to see how the team was doing, and a couple of posts that were put out, I think really kind of summed up how Sunday went for you guys in that very big win. One of them was, 
uh, and I'm just going to read the text from uh, the social media post on Twitter. Up by one with less than two minutes remaining and a penalty shot was called. And uh, <laughs> your goaltender, Nick McLean, Nicholas McLean, Mr. Clutch, had ice in his veins and he closed the door and sealed the victory. What was that moment like, Coach? That was probably one of the most nerve-wracking moments I've had while coaching. Um, literally, uh, if we had tied that game, we pretty, we pretty much were out of the playoffs, so we needed a W. Um, in the last two minutes, um, they got a fast break on us, and uh, we sent a man early from the bench. It was completely the right call, um, which is a too many men. And in lacrosse in the last two minutes, if you have a defense of too many men, it's an automatic penalty shot. Um, made us really nervous, but I'm actually kind of glad it wasn't a penalty shot because it's only one shot instead of a two-minute power play. Um, so their shooter had uh, one shot with two minutes to go. We were up by one. Um, came in alone on Nick and, and pulled, I think, about four fakes before he tried to go opposite side low, and Nick kicked the foot out and absolutely robbed him um, and made the, the perfect save on that. Um, I, we had two of our coaches on the bench actually couldn't watch. I think about three of our players turned around because uh, it was that kind of a moment in that game, and uh, there was a big hush over the crowd as he started to come in because everybody knew what was on the line in that moment. Um, and it was really exciting. It added to the thrilling part of the game. I might have lost five years of my life just from that moment. Um, but overall, it turned out great for us. And uh, at practice on Tuesday, they did some breakaways, and every one of them said, well, this is in case we get a penalty shot. And I reminded them, it seems to be against us, not for us. So don't get too excited about your penalty shots you're practicing. But it was great to have them joke about it after that uh, the moment that happened. Um, and after Nick made that save, you could just see it in their eyes. There was nothing that was going to stop them in this one. Um, one of the big moments that was really exciting in that game was, as I said, they really believed in themselves. And often when we get scored on a couple times, the defense gets a little bit down and the offense is, you know, worried that the offense can't get it back. And when the offense can't score some goals, it's worried the defense won't get it. But everybody really believed that if we got scored on, it's fine. The offense will get it back. And they did. And when the offense wasn't able to put it in, it was okay. The defense was there to stop it. And when both of us were taken off the floor, Nick made a save on a breakaway. So everybody believed in every piece of it, uh, and that was the biggest difference. They really believed um, that they were the best team on that floor that day, and, and they proved they were. Um, obviously, some things that we can tighten up, but uh, it was really great to see. And that moment was probably the scariest moment of the year, but uh, it turned out great for us. Yeah, so very exciting. And it's interesting, you know, you can practice, you can go over drills, you can go over set plays, but sometimes – it's the intangibles that can really bring something to a team. And there's no question that the practicing and, and everything that the team goes over would have helped uh, your goaltender, Nick McLean, on that penalty shot. But the intangible I'm speaking of is that mood, is that feeling that it would have given the players on the floor, on the bench, and the coaching staff as well. This team has been building towards something all year. Of course, there's more lacrosse left to be played in this regular season, Coach, as you try to nail down a, a playoff spot. But that moment, how big a moment was that for this team in terms of gelling together and helping solidify everything that you've been working on all season and to give them that belief that, you know what, we can do this? That moment was phenomenal for us. And, um, you know, we've seen it this week in, in our players' comments and, and their, their motivation towards this upcoming weekend and what we have. Um, they now, you know, they, they always believe that we're a great team. But when you get the win in that kind of a style in a close game, especially when you've got up, it, you know, we've had some struggles where we've gotten up and then teams have come back on us and we weren't able to hold it. And this was the time that 
we went, uh, you know, shot for shot with them and, and held it out. So the belief in their eyes now is completely different and uh, they deserve this and they know it and they know they can play in this league. And um, I think it's a big turning point, not only for this season, but for our franchise in that moment. Um, and it's, it's, you know, from Nick's point of view, uh, I honestly, I'm not exactly sure how we did it because I, I probably would have uh, choked in that moment. But, uh, you know, everybody was behind him in that. Uh, you know, I know it was just Nick and that one player, but it, it reminded me of uh, as I was watching him come in, I, I, I just had the vision of the, the commercial that you had where um, two guys jump out on the ice to do the face off and then all of Canada backs up behind Cindy Crosby. And it just felt like everybody was behind him in that moment and that we believed it, was, it, it wasn't going to be an issue. Um, and that's exactly how we played. And I think they know that's what they need to do the rest of the way. And uh, I think it's a really turning point even for the franchise as we move forward. Um, every goalie will look up to that moment as we go forward, which is really exciting to see. Um, and, you know, our offense finally found their, their, um, their goal scoring part. Um, you know, Bryson had a great game and Connor Dennis and Jordan, but then uh, Randy Milner, who was, you know, a rookie and, and tried to find his flow and had some struggles with it, found his game completely in that and had six points and, Everybody made the difference in that. It wasn't one guy. Nick gets the credit because he made the one save, but it was building moment of everybody, and, and they all believed that in the room. There was no one superstar. It was everyone. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the effort from your rookie with those six points, four goals, two assists, and you're absolutely right. That one big pivotal moment was that uh, penalty shot save, but again, you're absolutely right. The team had to play a team game for 60 minutes and they still had to score more goals than the Mavericks. I know we've talked all year, Coach, about kind of moods in the dressing room and, and, and things that the coaching staff talks to the team about after a game, but maybe if you can, just kind of relay what the mood was like in that dressing room on Sunday after that game, which you said on so many levels is a moment that uh, this franchise will probably point to for years to come. Well, the moment in, in, in the room was interesting because normally everybody's quiet while they allow the coaching staff to talk, and I don't think anybody was quiet because they were too excited and, and just the emotion was still pumping in them just from the excitement of the game. Uh, never mind the win. They were just absolutely enthralled. Uh, the message that the coaching staff gave was around, we did this together. It wasn't one person. Uh, when you looked at the score sheet, our scoring was almost balanced across the board. Um, the defense hung together tight, and they played as a family from top to bottom, and they believed. Uh, one of the struggles we've had is when, when you have a lot of losses, it's hard to believe um, that you can play at that level and that you can compete with people, especially when they start getting a few goals on us. In that game in the first period, they came back and scored seven straight on us. But our team never never stopped believing that they were the best team on the floor and that they were going to take this game. And that's what we need to have moving forward. And that's what the message we sent at the end is that we need to believe and we do this together. When we came in in the second period, we had talked about that the way we will win this game is as a family together and everybody doing their job. And that's exactly what they did in the third period. And I think now that they know that and they know that feeling, um, they're excited to continue that going forward and and uh it could be it it has an opportunity to be a big moment for us um for teams that are above us in the standings and that that there's a new mentality in our team and, and when we believe um we're very tough to stop and i know that again you know there's there's still games left to play here in this regular season but coach you know we've been talking all season long and as you look at where this team is now coming off of that really big emotional win an important win in the season but certainly for the franchise when you look back where things were a year ago, what do you think have been a couple of the biggest differences in this team getting to where they are now and perhaps uh, turning a quarter? 
I think, um, you know, some of the biggest changes that's happened um, is, is come from the, the players. I, I think uh, we have an extremely strong coaching staff now, and uh, our mentality on the bench has been an extremely positiveness. And we've asked the players for commitment. And uh, we've had some struggles over the years with commitment. You know, we have players that drive from Cape Breton and, and far away to be able to make it. But this year has been a really big commitment year, and they were committed to this. Uh, they were committed to, um, you know, moving up in the standings and playing solid lacrosse all the way through and, and working together and building that. Um, we've always been sending those messages, but I think this year uh, some of our leaders started to step into that role. Um, one of the other big things that happened this year is we have, uh, you know, being our fourth year, we have two players that are graduating this year, and we have players that are moving into their, this year in their third and fourth years, and knowing their number of years are starting to get limited. Um, that the passion starts to burn a little bit deeper and we start to push others a little bit harder. And I think that's all part of it. Um, you know, those, those leaders have started to rise to the top and uh, want to do that extra little bit to make sure that we're, you know, in games. And um, seeing that shows the rookies exactly how we need them to play and step up. Um, you know, the commitment has been there and there's a, a big want for this team to continue to move forward and continue to get better. Uh, we can see it in the minor associations as kids are excited to see that. And our players have started to see the minor kids really see them as role models in, in, in lacrosse, and that means a lot to them, and they want to make sure they go on the floor and do what's best. Once you get that win out of the way, you know, like everything, the worry starts to go away. And um, I think that they have really bonded as a team this year. The commitment and the bonding of the team has made the biggest difference for us, and um, they've, they've really taken that extra step. Um, it's They've no longer – they've – as a team agreed that they're no longer going to be acceptable just to have a good game. They need to have a great game. And that's a big difference for us. Well, there's no question that uh, from the outside looking in as I am uh, in terms of I'm not on the team, I'm not part of the coaching staff. I get to observe this team from afar, if you will, talking to you, but there's no question that I've seen the growth in this team and how they believe in one another. And, and you've seen the camaraderie and the, and the, the togetherness from the beginning of the year. And just to kind of pick up on uh, your comment about practice a little bit, we won't talk about it too much because we want to move on and, and uh, get to our player profile and, of course, tee up the couple of games coming up. But that was such a big emotional win on Sunday on so many levels, as we've said. How did the coaching staff kind of want to approach practice on Tuesday from the perspective of, yes, you still want to drill these guys and, and work on stuff with them, but you also don't want to kind of squash that that euphoria and that high from a big win. What was kind of the mood, or what did the coaches, what did you guys talk about before practice on Tuesday to kind of capture that lightning in a bottle and have it carry through the practice? So for Tuesday um, practice, it was obviously, uh, this is a, a struggling week for practice because this is exam week for all the high school kids, and uh as coaches, we believe that uh, school is number one. Uh, there's no question around that. Um, so we, we turned it into a very light uh, open floor um, kind of work around and a very light atmosphere. We wanted to keep the positives going. Um, I think that our team has really, you know, narrowed down all of the, the skills that are required to be successful in this league and in all of our games. Uh, we asked them to watch a video of um, the Hurricanes and the Mavericks because they've been uploaded to our site so that they're able to review them on what we can look at and see, and we're, we're going to point out some points before the game. Um, but we tried to keep it a little light and a little fun, and, and we we really picked on the penalty shot idea and doing a lot of breakaways with them just in case we get that opportunity because 
since the Mavericks got when it feels like it's our turn to get a penalty shot. Um, and of course, every one of them did a celebration like they just won the Stanley Cup when they scored on it. So um, we kept the mood very light uh, and in that positive atmosphere um, so that it brought them down a little bit, but not too low. It kept them in, in that middle ground where we felt they were still being positive and still excited about it and they weren't nervous. Um, we didn't want to you know, put them in that place where they became nervous. So we had it a very fun and enjoyable practice. We actually just did helmets and gloves. Um, and working on just kind of the basics and, and, and moving that excitement forward. What was the conversation at practice? It was pretty much about that whole game. Um, I think every player came up to talk to me and said, that's the finest game I've ever played. So um, they, you know, just the emotion and the intensity of it, they, it's been a long time since we've been in one of those and uh, they were really excited about it. So we've been just trying to keep the mood positive. Um, what they have accomplished this year is, is absolutely phenomenal from uh, the connection with their culture and uh, the community and the skills they've learned and how they've come together is unbelievable. And we just want to keep that moving forward um, and focus on this weekend so that we can get a few extra games uh, in the playoffs and make a run that could take us quite deep in the playoffs, which would be really exciting. So you referenced the weekend, so let's get right into it. The important games keep on coming, Coach. No uh, no rest <laughs> for the Mi'kmaq Warriors. You've got a neutral site game, actually. Uh, tomorrow night you're making the trip down to East Hans. You're going to take on the Halifax Hurricanes, uh, a team that uh, you haven't had success in terms of getting a win against yet, but uh, you've certainly played them tough. What are going to be a couple of keys for the Mi'kmaq Warriors to keep that success going, to ride that wave of momentum, and perhaps uh, get a game in the win column against the Hurricanes tomorrow in East Hans? I think the important keys for us against the Hurricanes is to focus on the game. Uh, you know, it's, it's a situational game where you're looking at this could be a trap game for us in that everybody knows Sunday is probably our biggest game of the year. Um, but we don't want the players to look past the Hurricanes. There's an opportunity for us to grab two points against these guys, um, and it's not something you ever want to let slide. Um, the opportunity with the Hurricanes is that, you know, we're, we're expecting that we're going to come out with a W on uh, Sunday and move into the playoffs, and we want to prove that we can beat a playoff team um, and be in those playoffs and make that run and, and have that belief. So this is an extremely important game for us, and, and we're taking it no less than any other game um, and making sure our guys are focused on the Hurricanes, not on the Sunday game, on the Hurricane game. Uh, we think that happened in the game against the Wolves on Tuesday. The boys look past them and we're looking to the weekend knowing how big it was, and we want them to focus on that. The biggest keys with the Hurricanes is definitely going to be the loose balls. They are an extremely fast team. Um, they're a team that has a great offense, and you cannot give them second and third chance opportunities. But we need to make sure that we're, you know, collecting the loose balls um, and not giving them other opportunities, and especially on the faceoff. Uh, one of the big keys in the game against the Mavericks on Sunday was Connor Dennis, who went about 90% on his faceoff. Um, giving us more opportunities, and we're going to need the same effort again on uh, tomorrow night just to make sure that the Hurricanes aren't getting extra opportunities and giving our offense more opportunities. So we're really excited about this opportunity. As you said, riding the high and keeping into this, we have been preaching loose balls for about the last month, and it really made a difference on Sunday, and we don't want that to change. So our focus as coaches is keeping them engaged on this game and Friday night and focusing on that, um, not looking ahead of that. So We've really tried to keep that message to our team, and loose balls is the key to where we want to focus. So that game against the Hurricanes, as mentioned, tomorrow night in East Hans, uh, you've got two games at hand against the New Brunswick Mavericks. The Mavericks just ahead of you in the standing with six points, uh, the Mi'kmaq Warriors with four. 
So regardless of what happens tomorrow night, of course you want to get the win and kind of control your own destiny. But then, Coach, uh, you know, sometimes it's a cliche to say, but perhaps once again, your biggest game of the year could be coming on Sunday afternoon at Colchester Legion Stadium, 2 o'clock, when again you take on the New Brunswick Mavericks. It'll be the third time out of your last four games that you play them. I guess the simple question is, Coach, what's the strategy, what are the keys, and just how big is that game? Well, how big is that game? Uh, that, ga- that game is absolutely huge. Um, you know, our playoff uh, ropes are on the line in that one, and it was the same as last Sunday. That We were in the same situation. It was uh, win and stay in and lose and go home, um, and the boys really responded to that. Um, I think with this one, the situation that we're in is, is very similar the Mavericks are an extremely fast team. They're fast break. They're starting to model after Dartmouth um, and picking up loose balls and heading straight up the floor in that transition game is where they try to take advantage. Um, when we were successful against them and getting goals and opportunities was exactly where uh, we were shutting that down. Uh, when you give them those opportunities, they get a lot of breakaways and they can open the score up very quickly, especially on the face-offs. Uh, Connor Dennis did a phenomenal job in the last game of controlling the face-offs. Um, so that we had more opportunities and they weren't getting fast breaks. And we're going to need the same effort again. Um, you know, our our boys, uh, I believe, know exactly what's going on. And I believe they know that they can take this game and that they are going to take this game. Um, and it, and their effort is exactly what it needs. We know that we can play with these guys. We know it's going to be a tight game. Um, now that we've been through one, it, it, they know exactly what the feeling is going to be like. And, and they're getting themselves prepared for it. So, um, the keys are just shutting down their fast break and, and making sure we get good opportunities on the offensive end. Um, and everybody's got to come out and, and have their top game and um, supporting each other as a family. We preach this year that we do it together. Uh, if we do it individually, that we're not going to get wins. But as we do it as a group and as a family, uh, success will, will follow that, and it has. So that's what we're preaching to them for, uh, for Sunday and even for Friday. Um, and I, I really believe that uh, there's a lot of there's a big positive vibe in our room, and well, again, you never want to look past uh, your next opponent, and, you, and you've already said that. And you know, you you know, you don't want to do that. The team doesn't want to do that. But even if the team loses tomorrow night, but then you go in on Sunday and you get the victory against the Mavericks, that's going to give you the same amount of points as the Mavericks with uh, the regular season winding down. How nerve-wracking is this for you, Coach? Because sometimes, yes, you can control your own destiny, but depending on how things shake out with the final standings, then you get the accountants coming in with the calculators, looking at all of these tie-break possibilities and working out all the calculations. How nerve-wracking is this for you and the coaching staff? Um, to be honest, um, we're excited. Um, it has been a long time since we've been in this position where we have a chance to be here. And, um, you know, we, we've talked about it as coaches, you know, are, are we nervous? Not really. We're just excited to be in this opportunity. And we love to watch our kids play. And every game, it's, it's amazing to watch what they do and how they grow. And, and we just love being out there. We're excited to have the opportunity to them to reach the playoffs and see them play more and, and their excitement around this. Um, so as coaches, we, we have been – not nervous, but excited for this opportunity because they have been working so hard to have this chance to be in the playoffs and be in this position, and they've earned it. Um, and, and we're proud of that. We, we believe that they have the skills, and, and we have the skills to help us move forward past this game and, and get a W. 
Um, but it's exciting. It, it, when you haven't been here this long, it, it, it's, it's a really exciting feeling for us. Um, and the, the feeling is the same in the room. We were nervous going into Sunday's game that, you know, once it was tied up that they would be nervous in the third period knowing what's on the line, and they weren't. They, they love playing this game. They love going out there and doing what they do, and um, they believed on Sunday, and we believe in them. And uh, so we're excited. We're excited about the belief in the room. We're excited about the belief in the players. And as coaches, we are so excited to watch them play the game they love. It's just phenomenal to see the excitement in their eyes. You hear it all the time in team sports from coaches, players, and fans. Nothing like playing meaningful games down the stretch in a regular <laughs> season, and that's exactly, to your point, what the Mi'kmaq Warriors are doing here now as we get late into June. Certainly two very meaningful games coming up tomorrow night in East Hans against the Hurricanes and Sunday afternoon at Colchester Legion Stadium in Truro against the New Brunswick Mavericks. Now, to continue on with our player profiles that we've been doing uh, on these podcasts, Coach, Maybe we can do two quickly. We can do the two players that we talked about uh, off the top because they were, yes, it's a team game, but they were pretty key performers in Sunday's game. That was, of course, your goaltender, Nick McLean, and uh, the rookie that you talked about, uh, Randy Malaya. Perfect, because those were the two I was deciding between. That's great. Perfect. <laughs> um, so starting off with Nick, uh, Nick comes from us from uh, Cape Breton. He played in the Cape Breton Lacrosse Association. I believe it was for two years. Um, after um, playing in that association, we were we were looking for some goalies, and uh, we reached out uh, to the Cape Breton Lacrosse Association, and, and they uh, asked if Nick would come down. An interesting story about Nick: he started with us two years ago, and uh, the first practice came out. There's uh, goalie gear is, is quite expensive, and uh, we have team sets of gear, which is is quite big, especially being in junior A, but. A lot of times when you're playing at the minor association, some of their gear is, um, you know, a little bit smaller and, and, and just to fit the kids. And so Nick came into our practice with some of the gear that um, was a little bit on the older side. And we said, how about you try some of our gear? We'll put this on you. Nick is uh, a pretty big player. He looks like a football linebacker in general. And so in his first practice, he went out there and we threw on the new uppers and the new legs on him. And uh, so I asked him after practice how that felt. He's like, man, I really don't have to move with this big stuff on. It's great. <laughs> So it was, uh, he, he quite enjoyed uh, coming out for us. He's been one of our most committed uh, players in the fact that he drives so far uh, for every game. Uh, last year was his first year with the Warriors, and it, it took a little bit of a time to adjust to the net. So the nets at Junior A are a little bit bigger, and, of course, the speed is a lot faster than he would have seen in Cape Breton. And it took him a while to get used to the quickness and what was needed, uh, you know, within – Lacrosse was a goalie of not only stopping the ball, but making passes, and those were areas that he had to work on. Uh, the, start of the, year, the start of last season, he struggled a little bit, um, but as the season goes on, he's really committed and focused to improving his game. He's the kid that will send you a message after every game going, what can I do better? What can I do better this week? What did I miss on? Watching lots of film to try to figure out where he can work on, and he's had a lot of people help him through that process. Um, and by the end of the season, he started to find his game, and uh, he became one of our, our lead boys, um, and we were really excited to see what we were going to see this uh, this season. Uh, coming into the training camp, we uh, we were hoping to see a lot of development from him, um, being the fact that you don't get very many goalies who have only played two years in lacrosse coming into junior A, and so there was a you know, a little bit of a learning curve for Nick in year one, but obviously the huge jump of possible potential. And so we were very excited to see what we uh, were looking for coming in this year. And he did not uh, disappoint in any way and came out in our training camp and was our clear number one goalie. Um, he's actually played the most minutes 
in the ECJHL right now and has just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's worked on his passing and it, it's become an area that uh, he started to excel in. And he's a goalie that we can count on. I've heard from players, uh, players, coaches, and fans around the league that, wow, your goalie has uh, had a marked improvement from last year and, and really a staple to our team. Obviously, being on the back end, it, it's one of the biggest pieces that you need to have. Um, so he has been the staple of our, our defense. One of the things that we've asked him this year a little bit to do is take on a leadership role as well. Uh, Nick is not a talker in the dressing room. He's a very quiet guy, um, but he's taken on that role that when he speaks, people are listening, especially on the defensive side, and really taken a leadership role, and we've seen the defense, uh, the difference on our defense. Um, it's exciting to see where he's, he's grown, and we're excited for the, the future of it. And uh, after making that save, uh, I don't know how much higher it gets from that, but uh, it's really <laughs> exciting. Yeah. He takes on, uh, you know, every loss and every goal is personal to him. Uh, you know, when you talk to him about after we had a little bit of a rough stress there, stretch in our season of, of losses, I asked how he was doing, and he goes, you know, I'm just really getting tired of losing this bad, and, and I want to make it better for – I know I can make more saves. And, and he works on that every week. Um, he works with uh, Courtney, who's our backup goalie, and uh, they've been working really well together and support each other all the way through. Um, and it's been phenomenal to see his growth, and we're excited to see where he goes in the future with us. And it, it's just been absolutely great to see him. And uh, I know it uh, means a lot to have so many Cape Breton uh, lacrosse players on our team. I know he's started to work with some of the goalies back there and help them out when he can. He has a busy schedule with work and uh, everything else, but I know he helps out when he can. I know a lot of the younger goalies in Trill really look up to him as well. Um, so it's great to see a kid that um, takes on that leadership role, and it was not his intention. Its intention is just to be for the team and for other kids to see that and want to be him and uh, um, really get to meet him. And I'm really excited. I've talked to a couple of our younger boys in the peewee level and below and are like, wow, I just love to meet that Nick guy. Um, and it's really great when they get that opportunity. And he's very humble and uh, his parents are phenomenal and very supportive. And uh, it's great to see a kid just like that. Yeah, good uh, good Cape Breton guy. And as you said, Coach, I mean, he's been – certainly playing the bulk of the games and the bulk of the minutes for the Mi'kmaq Warriors. And then, you know, you you talk about a player that had a couple of years under his belt and has kind of grown into a leadership role. Then you get a, a young player who's in the midst of his rookie season that steps up and, and has a, a big game in perhaps your biggest win of the season. What can you tell us uh, about Randy? Uh, so Randy is uh, growing up in the, in the, Turo, um, the Turo Minor Association. He's from Millbrook First Nations. Uh, we've been watching him since uh, since about his Bantam year. He's always had great offensive potential, and you know, always the the thing with Randy is he's one of our smaller kids. But growing up through the years in Bantam and Midget, we've really noticed that size is not an issue to him. Randy will take on anybody who comes near him, and and it doesn't bother him. And uh, so we were really excited about the potential for him for this year. We did use him in a call up situation, I think, about four times last year, and he, he worked out really well. Part of it is once you make that transition from midget lacrosse to junior A, there is, uh, you know, systems and the speed, and it takes a little while to get up to the level. Um, this year, Randy missed our first three games because he was actually on uh, Team Nova Scotia for the Aboriginal Hockey Championships, uh, which was up in member two, and really proud of him for that opportunity. Um, and he did extensively well in the tournament, and uh, it was great to see our kids move on in other sports as well. But when he came back, it took him a little while to uh, to get back in the flow because he was away, um, and and he was having a hard time just 
kind of finding the flow with the right side. Um, he knew what he was trying to do, but it wasn't quite gelling with it with Bryson and McKenzie and Zach, and, and they were having a little struggle finding their timing. Um, he, ta- he was getting a little nervous on his shots in the year. He had a couple goals, but it wasn't thinking like it had in previous years in midget, and that's just part of growing up in our system. And uh, once you make that leap to junior A, rookies take a little while. And I think he was having some struggles with uh, a little bit of confidence. And uh, the game on Sunday, he uh, he has an absolutely bold of a shot. And he took three shots from the outside right over top of the screen, which we've been working on. And he buried them on, on the Mavericks. And you could just see he all of a sudden lost um, his nervousness. The confidence came in him. And he started loving playing the game again. And uh, he started to understand how everybody else was moving around him and started to flow in that system. And he started to play in the system, and it just completely opened up for him. Um, and he was probably one of our better offensive players on the floor in that game, um, which was phenomenal as you see how many points everybody else got. Um, when you have um, five guys on the floor on the offensive side who are completely yelling, you can see a difference to when you have four and one person who's a little nervous and unsure. And he took that step yesterday, and I, and I believe that's the step that will define his career. And from here on in, it will be a definitely forward movement. He has that confidence. He can definitely play at this level. The coaching staff has always believed in him and, and knew he could move this forward, and he just needed one of those breakout games. And we believe Sunday was that breakout game, and you're going to see a lot from him the rest of the season and in the future coming up. He's um, one of the guys we're looking for on the right side to kind of lead the way in the future years, um, and he's definitely showing that in the last couple of games. He's very humble. He has a, a great family around him, and his sister is um, – a traditional dancer and does quite a lot of dances internationally and around Canada. So uh, when I say support the parents, they're making sure they're supporting all of their kids. Um, and they've been a really great support to Randy uh, and their daughter. And, and it's great when we have such supportive parents to the kids. And, and uh, you can definitely see it in their mentality in the room and around others. They're very respectful for it, to everyone. And uh, it's been a great pleasure to have him on our team. And we're really looking forward to what we're going to see this weekend from him and moving forward. Well, it's really cool sometimes when you get to talk to rookies in different sports and different leagues, when you hear them talk about what their welcome to moment was. And perhaps uh, rookie Randy Malaya, maybe his welcome to the East Coast Junior Lacrosse League moment will uh, always be June 17th, 2018, when uh, he had uh, six points in a huge victory for the Mi'kmaq Warriors. Coach, we can't thank you enough for joining us again. Uh, It's been a real pleasure to chat with you all season long. We're excited to see what the next couple of weeks are going to bring, and uh, we'll continue these podcasts through the playoff run for the Mi'kmaq Warriors. But good luck tomorrow. Safe travels up to East Hans. Lots of luck against the Halifax Hurricanes. And, of course, we wish you equally as much luck uh, on your Sunday game against the New Brunswick Mavericks. And who knows, maybe next time we talk next week, the Mi'kmaq Warriors can say that they've clinched a playoff spot. We wish you luck. Perfect. Thank you, sir. And thank you for all your support through the season. Oh, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, as we say, I look forward to continuing it on at least a couple more weeks. Coach, you're not rid of me that easy yet. <laughs> we don't want to get rid of you at all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next thing you know, you'll have me out there in goalie gear at practice using me for a, a breakaway guy. Well, you said you, you weren't. Uh, you were just an outsider observing in, so we may have to bring you in as one of the coaches opening the door for us, so that you can see the inside working. <laughs> That's right. Make me a, make me an honorary warrior for at least a game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Listen, coach. Again, thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your day, and again, good luck in your next couple. Thank you. That's Coach Brendan Smithson of the Mi'kmaq Warriors. They're members of the East Coast Junior Lacrosse League. 
And we always appreciate Coach joining us. He's got a big couple of games coming up. If you get a chance to travel down to East Hans tomorrow, that's June 22nd on Friday. It's a neutral site game in East Hans. They'll be taking on the Halifax Hurricanes. And then if you're in the local Truro area or can make the trip to Colchester Legion Stadium on Sunday afternoon, a big game indeed as the Mi'kmaq Warriors could go a long way to clinching a potential playoff spot when they play the New Brunswick Mavericks. Again, that's Sunday, 2 p.m. Atlantic time at Colchester Legion Stadium. Thank you for tuning in to Big Game Sports Radio. This has been Warriors Lax Chat. I'm Scott Squires. I want to wish you once again a very happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Until next time, friends, remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.